Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Uh, we have to issue a correction. Hmm. We have to start the show with a correction. That's, um, that's never any good. Well, it's not a bad correction. I think it's I think it's kind of a. I think it's a lame correction that we have to issue. Because the Baltimore Orioles dugout celebration. Uh-huh. They. The people on the internet, and I got, I even I got some of this, and I didn't even partake in it, which is stupid. People, because I tweeted the video of the dong bong. Yeah, they hit the home runs, and they have the funnel. Yep. They're funneling in water, but it's you know it's a it's a part. And I, I had someone, and it, the tweet got a lot of likes. Some some idiot was like, "Oh, me work at Barstool, me like frat party." Me drink beer from funnel. And I was like, first of all, <clears throat> I went to community college. <laughs> I, <laughs> I commuted. I still lived in my mother's basement for the first two years of college. And then the next five years of college, I went to a real college. But then I commuted and I went to night school. No frats, no parties for me. And I don't work at Barstool. So just a wildly hateful and inaccurate tweet. Yeah, you, there's no way you were going to be able to afford the friends in college to join mm-hmm. a frat because you got to buy those. And there was yep. no way. Yeah, that just that's wholly inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, so the Orioles would like you to know that it is the Homer hose, yep. not the dong bong, because yep. <laughs> uh, that. So one of the celebrations that I miss is, I guess, when you get a single, they'll turn the faucet. Yeah. Like they're turning like a doorknob. So they'll turn the faucet for a single and then any extra base hit is is a sprinkler. 
And then for a home run, it's the Homer hose. Yeah, the celebration funnel. (laughs) Yeah. What I referred to as the hydration station on air last night because, yes, we were told. I And I asked our producer, I was like, hey, like, you get this, right? And I said what I said on the podcast. You hit a dinger, you rip the binger. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to stay away from that. I was like, dong bong. He goes, that's probably not going to get it done either. (laughs) I said, celebration funnel. And he's like, there we go. That's more. That's that's more acceptable. Why can't you say dong bong on TV? Well, it's just, you know, uh, the whole dong and the whole bong thing. Like there's, uh, you know, this is a family show. But there's like yeah, there's bongs that you can smoke marijuana out of, and then there there are beer bongs. Like that's a thing. Yes, I think the the name though the word bong. Like there's only there's really only one use for a bong. No, there isn't. There's the Ew. dong bong. It's for water. Mm-hmm. Jake, I mean, what do you me. drink? What do you what do you drink out of a dong bong? Uh, usually beer. No, no, no. A dong bong. <laughs> 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 no, no, he didn't. He didn't hear me correctly. Uh, oh. a, you drink beer out of a beer bong. Oh, right. But a dong bong. Yeah, that's for water. That's for water. It's for water. So, I, again, I'm not going to not going to try and intervene. If the Orioles themselves are calling it a homer hose, then it's a homer hose. I just don't see. I just don't see the issue with the dong bong. And. It was a nice, it was a great name, but that's not going to take away from the celebration. The Orioles got a great thing going on uh, outside of, you know, being like the only team to lose to the Oakland A's this season, which is embarrassing. Yeah, somebody must have left the uh, dong bong at home last night. Didn't see the dong bong last night. Didn't they still score like seven runs? Well, you want to know what that seven runs was? What? It wasn't enough. That's what the fuck it was. Oh, it wasn't enough. <clears throat> because so, the green and gold are out here putting the baseball on the ground in play, moving uh, the offense eight right to along. Eight to four, final score. That's 15 right. hits for the That's Oakland right. the A's, A's last the night. The fucking swing and A's doubled, doubled the production yeah. of the Baltimore Orioles. This fucking yeah. team that everybody's so excited about. Move the fucking wall back, bro. It doesn't matter. We're going to hit <laughs> balls over the wall. No, is that what Orioles fans sound like? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I don't think they do. I'll be honest. I don't think they do. We have an Orioles fan friend that I wish we could call, but no, there's there is strong. Yeah, the 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 Maryland accent is a very strong, very distinct accent. (laughs) Yes, it's it's the Phillies. They talk like the Phillies guys. Yeah, they do. They sound like Phillies fans. Yo, yo's, let's go, o's, o's. Who was I with at the game where they got scared when uh, uh, the Orioles were there for opening day, opening week? I was there for the, the three games, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And you know how they do during the national anthem? Yep. The O say, can you see? They go, oh, he like jumped. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now. I laugh, I laugh every time. I was scared to death. My fucking big league debut. I'm in the fucking bullpen. <laughs> And that happens. And I was like, I legit, like, you know, like you hear a gunshot. I was like, oh, whoa, what the yeah. fuck was that? It was very cool. I I record at least one every time I come here because I just love, I'll play that shit on the airplane today for two hours. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Oh. I love it. I was surprised at how many people were not aware that they, they've been doing that forever for as long as I can remember. 
Yeah. For a hot minute. <clears throat> because at least <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was going to the, I was, I was going to Camden Yards as early as like sixth grade was like probably my first trip there. Um, but I remember when, uh, when, when Gunnar Henderson got drafted, he was like, I can't wait to hear the O during the national anthem. Yeah, it's so cool. It's very, very cool. Like that's it. Honestly, um, like that. And as much as people shit on uh, the roll call at Yankee Stadium, love that. As much as people shit on Sweet Caroline at Fenway, Sweet Caroline. love that. Sucks, dude. Love that. I I just enjoy enjoy it all. <laughs> so good. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. What, what else around the league happens like that? Um, Yankee roll call is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like in terms of like things that fans do that are unique to the ballpark. Like mm-hmm. obviously every single Cubs fan bringing the W flag to Wrigley and then holding those up at the end if the Cubs win. Mm-hmm. Spencer Strider was not very shut down. Spencer Strider last night. Nah, man, he struggled. He struggled early. He settled down a little bit. Hunter Green wasn't necessarily shut down Hunter Green either, but I don't know that we've come to expect that from him this year. Uh, You had Spencer Strider went five innings, four hits, three earned, couple walks, nine punchies, which isn't on the surface. That's not terrible. Um, You know, that's it's not a quality start, but it's not terrible. Hunter Green goes six innings. Seven hits, three earned, ten punches, no walks. Love to see the no walks from Hunter Green. Yeah. Along with ten punch outs. Mm-hmm. Along with ten punch outs. Any anytime you get like a, a large number like that, <clears throat> punch outs, no walks, I instantly think about deception. Yeah. Like how nasty you gotta be because you're I mean Sure, there's a good chance he's filling the strike zone up, and he's probably making pitches, good quality pitches, with two strikes at times, right? Where if he takes it, you're not looking to give up a free pass. But that is such a highlight for a young pitcher that has this kind of stuff. Because at times, young guys get away from the idea that you can compete with your fastball in the big leagues. And I don't care if it's 93 or 103. If you're about that life and you can execute, you can survive with 93 and you can compete with 93. And at times guys get away from that. So a dude who's got 100 in the tank, you still see guys start to fiddle fuck around and nitpick at times. So to see him attack to the tune of 10 wipeouts and no free passes, that right there says I trust my shit and I'm going to force you to beat me with my best stuff. And that's a message I really would like a lot of these young big leaguers to understand is you're here for a fucking reason. Your shit plays. And you watch guys like Hunter Green show you that. Hmm. Yeah, that's thing. I think that's a I mean, seven innings, three runs, zero walks, ten strikeouts against the Braves. I would say that's a great start. Great start. That's phenomenal. For someone that age. Well, and in the day and age of having to utilize the bullpen, that's what these starts are all about. That's why I love what the nerds have done when they attempted to, and to an extent did, devalue the win for the starting pitcher. And I understand 
why in the grand scheme you can still have that perspective. But we're talking about a guy going seven innings and giving up three runs and that being a great start. And if you had more guys that could six. do that. Oh, six innings? Yeah. I thought Joey said that. Sorry, yeah. Well, Joey's that. a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, fair six enough. Six innings. Agree. Um, Agree. <laughs> so you you value those guys because you understand how important they are and how important outings like that are. Yeah. I mean, the Reds' bullpen blew it. They had a 4-3 lead going into the bottom half of the seventh. Mm. The Atlanta Braves, they get the job done. That that uh, Speaking of the Atlanta Braves, did you see the the 15 pitch walk to Freddie Freeman last night. That was amazing, bro. Uh, that mean, was amazing. That was also to walk in a run, correct? Yep. That was his fourth yep. walk in a row. <laughs> and he found it too. Cause he was wild. I was watching this. He was wild. Couldn't throw a strike. He got down two mm-hmm. Oh to Freddie bases loaded. It's like 15 balls in a row, basically. And it was fi- 15. Balls yeah. And then he finds it. Like he starts throwing, like he finds his command, and Freddie just fouls off. I think he fouled off ten pitches in a row, just battling, man. Is that the is that the longest at bat since uh, Coors? No, There's no definitely... to end in it to end in what you, no is a walk. Never mind. Yeah, and then to Corey throw your homer, throw your know, glove what? in the trash afterwards. That right there, that's <laughs> so good. So well, that good. was part of like, I'm sure he was frustrated to walk in the run on 15 pitches, but isn't wasn't that his like fourth walk of the outing? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just a rough. rough. And I, I love that. Get rid of the glove. The fu- This shit doesn't work. There's so many walks and L's in this thing. There's a lot of runs in this. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Yeah, he didn't record an out. Zero outs recorded. Four earn runs charged. Four walks. That's tough. That is tough because, yeah, because as a reliever, you're just fucking you're tacking on all of the bad numbers. Mm -hmm. Just give me all the shitty categories that we could fill up for a reliever and add runs to that. Add numbers to that. Well, I mean, you you have an outing as a reliever with no outs recorded and four earned runs. Yeah. Check back in June. Yeah. Not even. That's like, well, my season's toast. (laughs) Yeah. One outing. (laughs) Sucks. Yeah. Not great. Not great. My parlay was toast last night. Oh, Kershaw yeah, let me down. <laughs> did what he let I you say? down or did he prevent it? No, he let me down. He, I needed six strikeouts. He only got four. <sighs> the baseball season is in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered for all this season's action. And right now, New customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit one out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I had uh, J.D. Martinez, two-plus total bases, J.D. Davis to get a hit, and then Clayton Kershaw, six-plus strikeouts. Kersh, Kersh, let me down, man. Supposed to be a Hall of Famer, bro. Pitch like one. Join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Sign up with the promo code Carabas, C-A-R-R-A-B-I-S. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Carabas. Um, The... 
Utah is a state, right? Is yeah. it also a city? It's a street in Baltimore. It is a street in Baltimore. But Jeff Passan yesterday, Salt Lake City, breaking the bees. Uh, this is a word. This is a difficult word. A Salt Lake City consortium led by the former owner of the Utah Jazz plans to pursue a Major League Baseball expansion franchise in the coming years. People involved with the project tell yes, yes, PN. Um, I don't know if we're going to be doing expansion teams. Salt Lake City is not on my list. Uh, it's just not like well, the, Vegas, what they're going to do? Nashville, go back to Montreal. What are we doing? In fucking Salt Lake City, Rob well, they're, Manfred. They're utilizing the the bees that are already there, the Salt Lake City bees, which the what? Uh, what the what? what the Salt Lake City Z- bees? What do you want me to? The what? The AAA affiliate for the Anaheim Angels. Why would that matter? That there's a triple A team there. There's there's a triple A. I don't know if it's single A, triple what do you, A. Or what do you mean? Why would that matter? That that well, matters. Nashville all of has the, matter. the sounds. Nashville all has of the, the sounds. Right, right. Which is which is. Well, I'm saying like if they have a triple A organization, it kind of cancels out when all the other potential. Like there's the there's definitely a triple A. There's like the Reno something fucking minor Reno league Aces. Team. Yeah, they all have a minor league team. Who so if they you, all have them, then why why does Utah stand out? You're asking me why they stand out, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I was telling you that they're using uh-huh. Salt Lake, the bees, uh-huh. as a model to show Major League Baseball that there is a landing spot, there is uh-huh. a desire for baseball, there is a craving for this. We have a minor league team here that's been here that has survived here. So baseball can be played here. And if you were to take it to the next level and turn it into a major league baseball event here, we feel like we could support this. That's what you're doing. That's like, and there's so many hurdles when you have a minor league team in the place that you would like to build your big league team. There's a rule, 75 miles, you cannot have, it's either 50 or 75 miles, you can't have your big league affiliate in, uh, conjunction with your AAA affiliate. And that's to make sure that you're not parsing out the dollars and you have to have an agreement and you have to have a special acknowledgement for you to move within that bubble. Mm -hmm. So having a minor league affiliate in the space that you want to plop your big league stadium down is a massive fucking deal because you're going to have to figure out a place to put these minor leaguers. And there's just a lot of moving parts that goes on. Well, what I was trying to say was I just named a bunch of... No, 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 no. Like, I named a bunch of... None of these are surprise cities, but they're all all cities that uh, have been potential landing spots for an expansion team, and they also have minor league cities, too. So it's it's basically like being on a dating app and being like, I'm trying to stand out, so I'm just going to tell her, I got a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, yeah, everyone else in my DMs does, too. It's like, okay, well, Nashville, they have the Sounds, Reno, Aces, and the fucking Salt Lake Slapdicks or whatever the fuck they're called. Like, Salt Lake City Bees. Yeah, yeah, the Bees. Um, 
they all have minor league teams. So how I'm just saying, like, what if they are to expand, they're going to pick two teams. Mm -hmm. If you're Rob Manfred, what are you looking for in terms of like, all right, yeah, you guys have minor league teams, but you all do. Uh, you're well, that's, looking that's at a, that's, attendance for that's all a tough these question. minor league. Yeah. Yes, yes, a, 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 attendance ultimately because that's the gate, right? And that's what the owners. That's when we start talking about revenue sharing and shit like that. Like, hey, what are you bringing to the table? Meaning, all right, because the thing about each major league team, like its own independent traveling circus, and we all know that we're going to do a show together, your circus and my circus. And we know that there's money to be made for both groups here. So what I need to know is that you're running a circus that is going to attract customers so that when we bring our circus to your place, there's going to be customers. When your circus comes into our town, there's going to be customers. And at the end of this, when we all break bread and start dividing shit up amongst our circuses, we like to know that each and every circus is bringing their best foot forward is bringing something to the table. That's why you care. Some other spots that I didn't name. Um, Portland, Oregon. A, a, they fucking buddy. Don't sleep on Portland. Do not <laughs> sleep on Portland. I'm telling you right now. For baseball? They, for baseball. For sure. For sure. Have you, ever, have you ever seen the, uh, the, the, I think we've talked about this before. The thing on Netflix, the battered bastards of baseball. I, I I've I've heard of it and I've seen like the preview, but I haven't watched that. Yeah, watch now. it. It's dope. It's dope. There's there's a they when they put a fucking soccer team in, they fucking mad support, mad support. Hmm. Joe, where would you put an expansion team? Hmm. Sagas Domingo. <laughs> that see that's that's the other thing too is after the world baseball classic people were saying what's stopping us from putting an expansion team in puerto rico and putting one in mexico i mean they they played major league baseball games there it'd be it would be a pain in the ass to travel to logistically and all that but um do you think that they, i mean we've got we've we have two nothing. we're down there's, to one I'm, I'm saying that we already have a major league baseball team in another country well i was going to say there's nothing Nothing preventing a team playing in fucking Tijuana. Yeah. Like or that. I, I get, or when, I, you, when I brought it up during the World Baseball Classic, people looked at me like I had 5,000 heads about putting <laughs> a team in the Dominican or Puerto Rico. And they're like, why would they put a team outside the country? I'm like, no one dude. told this dude about the Blue Jays. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like there's probably a reason why that won't happen, but it would be amazing they'd just be a whole different vibe yeah there let's say you got to say this a couple different ways there are a lot of things preventing (laughs) a major league baseball team from getting plopped down in fucking mexico all right there's a lot there's also there's also like realistically i don't know how many of those things are like unclearable hurdles though it's really just a matter of do you want us do you want to fucking deal with all this shit right now yeah. Put it like this way, if the San Diego Padres were in Mexico were the Mexico City Padres, we'd have a lot more questions than we do right now. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you right now, like the NL West dude, <laughs> the games in fucking yeah, the games at Dodger Stadium, the games 
in Anaheim, the game's in San Diego. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, there would be because isn't isn't it like a known thing that some of the Mexican league teams are funded by the Mexican drug cartel? Uh, yes. <laughs> like people know that. Like that's like out in the open. So well, there was like the Mexico underst- City Padres. That's understood. Yeah. And they've got like a $750 million payroll. And everyone's like, n- people wouldn't be asking, where the fuck's that money coming from? They'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, we know where that money's coming from. Well, that, and I mean, I don't know that, you know, shady business dealings are new to the game of baseball, but right. uh, that could present a pr- I just don't know how many of the, uh, <laughs> of the good old boys in the club right now want to invite um you know a new charter member that represents uh you know some business dealings that they might not be privy to mm-hmm. i.e the cartel <laughs> yeah and then there's also i guess the well i wouldn't even call it danger like yes and no like we've seen buddy we when you have to walk through a fucking metal detector i'm talking leave about your leave your gun on the fucking table before you walk into the dugout i'm talking yeah. about in the dominican like if you're a baseball player, you're treated like a god there. But there have also been incidents of players getting robbed, of course. Well, but they the in the Dominican, like they they treat big leaguers like they walk on water there for sure. But they also, and I'm not like I think about this that you're also, as you found out, you're not untouchable. Right, you're not untouchable. No matter how bright your star burns, yeah, you're not untouchable somebody will have a you know what i mean and yeah. also you know, if what, you're it's you could be a big leaguer but it's it's all fun and games until you're playing the Sagas domingo whatever we're called well uh, there's a now, now you're a threat to our team there's a there's a great article and i don't know if it's an article um andre not who's the uh sideline guy for the cleveland guardians fucking awesome dude check his shit out um sweet kick game too but he did a uh like he went to the dr and sat down with Jose Ramirez and spent some time with him and did like an in-depth, you know, look back to his life and how he came about and blah, blah. And he highlighted and talked about, and they actually talked about this on the, on the guardians broadcast and it was, did not go over too well. Um, Oh yeah. Something about like when he was 13 and a machete or some shit. What was that? Yeah. You're playing games and like, gamblers are betting on you they're betting on the team they're betting on individual players they bet on matchups like this is what winter ball is man i'm telling you like could you imagine two dudes or maybe six dudes up in the stands but who's coming up right now huh oh fucking carlos carabas but he's fucking (laughs) he's fucking dog shit i got him punching out right now oh yeah who you got well i got this fucking this you got this white kid imported from fucking stockton he's on the mound yeah well you know what if, if old fucking Whitey punches out Carlos, you owe me a fucking case of Presidente. And then when that happens, it's fucking on. But if I give up the homer, um, I've probably got somebody waiting for me out in the parking lot to tell me that I need to get my shit down or I'm not yeah. going to make it home tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Also, Joe, you you had it in like one of your recent videos about uh, it like went into further detail about what happened in the stands with Ronald Acuna Jr. and playing for Venezuela. Yeah. Like, there he almost he almost didn't play in the world baseball classic because of the fans i don't think that was it i don't know why i think he said he the braves weren't letting him which wasn't true because the braves didn't have like the leeway to not let him play because he didn't finish the season on the il so technically the braves couldn't tell him he couldn't play 
But he kind of blamed the Braves for not being able to play and said he wanted to play. And everyone in Venezuela was like, that's bullshit. We know the rules. So he was kind of like caught in the middle. Yeah. Scapegoated. Like they were booing him and they hated him. And then they had the incident with his bat flip and his family were getting cursed out and throwing shit out at the stands. And it was intense. And he, uh, yeah, he retired from Venezuelan baseball from the <laughs> Winter League because of that. I mean, you don't can't really blame him. But he ended up playing anyway, you know? Yeah. But I yeah, mean, that kind of shit probably didn't happen in Portland. So, for- <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Very um, different vibe in Portland. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. Like, let's not sleep on I, I do know. I play baseball in Portland. Very oh. different vibe in Portland. Long time ago. Joe, where do you want these? Uh- I, Where do you want these expansions? To be honest, I would like I said, I would love a like a Latin American team. I don't think it's possible. I I think that's Could, if that was possible, it probably would have been brought up in discussion. You would have like little stories like this where like, oh, some guy wants is a billionaire and he's gonna make a team here. And it never happens. This shit happens all the time. Like, yeah, is there gonna be a, a team in Salt Lake City? <laughs> probably not. I really don't have a preference of what city has a team. I think whatever. Like, well, I you don't live send, in any of these You cities. send me to Cabo. <laughs> you send me to Cabo as a big leaguer for a fucking four-game set, and I'm not pitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing. Is that's the same thing as playing a team? I got Vegas. no chance of making it to the fucking stadium. <laughs> yeah, what about no Vegas? Chance. Like, they're yeah. definitely gonna have a team in Vegas. That's pretty much. Oh well, dude, we talk. We talk about like Vegas. I don't understand how Vegas isn't the biggest home field advantage for for a team like if you can get your home team to buy into let's just let's let sin city do its job let's let it be our 10th man okay on the <laughs> i need man. just fucking can you tighten it up just tighten it up when the fucking pinstripers roll into town all right because there are so many things you could do so many th- like to be connected in that city and pull strings you i mean all you got to do is offer the other team the world, a great night, shows, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's no reason you can't capitalize on the fucking getaway day. Buddy, if you're not undefeated on fucking getaway day, we got a problem. There should there should be like a team employee that's undercover that offers like a free party bus experience for, for the other team. Jared, do you think that that shit doesn't happen? You think that that's not the fucking case? You think that these people don't have boots on the ground doing just that? Hey, yeah. man, two tickets to a show. How many of you guys do? We got 80 of you guys. Yeah, hey, afterwards, fuck, take, I got a table for you. It's fucking great. And they're thinking, that's going to be fantastic. Show ends at 1230. Guys got a fucking table for us. Why are we getting into the hotel at 6 a.m.? What just happened? Hmm. Right. That'd be brilliant. Like that's that's just like that's an ownership expense. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zin nicotine pouches are already there. Zin has helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zin. Zin is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, 
Every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dude, I played with a guy who, and I'm not, I, there's, I'm not exaggerating at all when I tell you, every single time we went into Las Vegas, he missed our flight home or to the next city. Every fucking time. Every time. Not once. Not like three times. Every time. Did he make the bigs? Uh, yes, he did, actually. Let's go, man. See, that shows <laughs> you. You don't really need to try that hard. <laughs> you kind of yeah, just have he, fun out there. He, he actually, Joey, you know what? Put it like this. All, this is all I'll say. He made the big leagues and he made the big leagues uh, under some very, under, under very weird circumstances. Nefarious? And had his, uh, no, not nefarious. It was just a, uh, his, his big league debut was under special circumstances. Hmm. Like how so? Oh, just, that's all I'm going to say. I want you to say more though. I know. Special circumstances. Uh, yeah. Oakland athletics. Special circumstances. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll dive Nepotism? into that. Nope. Hmm. Not everyone. Hey, man. Good for him. Let the kids play. That's what That's I say. It. That's it. Let, let the kids give, play. Give them an extra day in Vegas. Come on, man. It's that grueling schedule. Dallas Braden playing when a, a Vegas team existed would have been... With... with a Vegas but, team existing and social media existing oh, would have been a bad this, combination. This was, it's funny because our radio guy, uh, Ken Korak, legend, uh, lives in Las Vegas in the offseason. And, you know, we talk about the old strip and old Vegas, and he's got incredible stories, man, from entertainers and ball players, and he's fucking awesome to talk to. And we were talking about the Golden Nugget, which is where uh, we used to stay. And like where I was talking about the renovations, the name of a gone, strip club. Uh, no, that's the name of the fucking. That was the name of the hotel, the Golden Nugget. Okay. <laughs> and they had a uh, they had a pool. It was probably a below average pool scene. Um, but they built a fucking aquarium, this massive aquarium in the middle of this pool, and then they built a slide through the aquarium into the pool. So I used to get up. And if I wasn't, you know, hey, get up, get the mind right, go down. And <laughs> I'm telling you, like 8 a.m., I'm in the fucking pool like a kid with all the fucking nine-year-olds going down the fucking slide. I would go in the slide, stick in the slide and stick and like look at the fish in the aquarium. But I would have breakfast every morning, poolside, playing blackjack at fucking 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, hanging out at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking great vibe great vibe did let me ask and answer this question honestly okay when you are like post what what, what was was the 200 inning season the same year as the perfect game year yeah so after I never two, actually well i never got to, i never i 193 i think 200 innings uh after that season 
are you now like thinking like I'm in the big leagues for good? Like this is like this is going to be my life for the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I had that thought after the 2009 season. Like it was, you know, like and really honestly after the 2008 season because I, you know, spent the last good portion. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking I'm throwing the ball well. Like this is what I I got my ass kicked my rookie year. I learned. I've learned this year, but now I'm sticking. So this is okay. I've gr- I've graduated from getting my fucking face beaten in to now I know how to survive. I know how to get out. So like this is baseball. Yeah. So cool. I'm I'm locked in at this level till my fucking arm falls off. Don't know when that's going to be. That's going to be for not for a while, bro. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> so do do you think that you had your chance to smell the roses or no? Uh, I I know that I did. I know that I did. So like there's every opportunity. I I mean, you know, going to the old Yankee stadium, I took the opportunity to find a way to walk down the home team's tunnel so that I can say that I walked down the same fucking tunnel that Babe Ruth did, that Joe D serial killer, that that fucking Mick did like that Whitey did like Mm -hmm. the Yogi. I I walked down that same fucking tunnel. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the monument, uh, monument park. I, I went out there Fenway. I know the Morse code on the wall. I've been in the monster Wrigley. I've literally laid and disappeared into the Ivy. I got Wrigley Ivy growing in my fucking house right now. Like I've, (laughs) I, you know, I've got dirt from all the fucking ballparks. Like I absolutely took the time to smell the roses. And when I was afforded the opportunity to work at ESPN and have the conversations with guys, because you're now talking to managers, like some of the greatest moments, like dude sitting to fucking I'm, I'm in Dodger stadium in the manager's room talking to Dave Roberts, Sandy Koufax, and Don Newcomb. Dave Roberts gets up and leaves, and now it's me and Sandy Koufax and Don Newcomb talking about why today's pitchers are so fucking afraid to throw strikes with two strikes. And I'm listening to Sandy just rip everybody who doesn't throw fucking 95 with a fucking hammer. And so, so moments like that, like, and I've, I, you know, I'm not a big uh, poster of moments and shit like that because I want to live in that. I want to, like, that's shit that gets me up in the morning. I got the opportunity to do that today. You know what I'm going to get to do today? Today, I'm going to get to go to the ballpark and I'm going to get to talk to fucking Jim Palmer for an hour. He's going to come into my booth. He's going to sit there and we're going to talk baseball for an hour. I'm going to say nothing for 59 of those minutes and it's going to be the greatest hour of my morning. That's pretty cool, though. Like, I, it doesn't surprise me hearing that from you, but it is cool to know that you did all that shit while you had the chance. Fuck yeah, man. I, well, I, I just, because each and every day that I wake up, I know that I'm on borrowed time. I'm not supposed to be living this life. This was probably meant for somebody else. I was in the right spot at the right time. I took advantage of it, and I'm not going to let go. Not now. You're going to have to take it from me. So I think if you live your life like that each and every day, you're going to find something that will leave you in awe. If you allow yourself to be in that headspace, allow yourself to be captivated, allow yourself to be swept away by something that you fucking love because you don't know if that's going to happen tomorrow. You're not, you might not have that shot. I might not ever get to get on an airplane again and walk to a baseball field. I might not ever, ever get to walk up the tunnel and have my breath taken away by the green grass and the smell of a ballpark that might go away. 
You mentioned, I mean, those are obviously the big ones, like Yankee Stadium, Fenway, Wrigley, Dodger Stadium. But was there something sentimental or cool that you got to do at a ballpark that wasn't one of essentially the big four? Um, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, I'll always call it Pac Bell. Um, but, you <laughs> know, having, having grown up and, I mean, like a story about the Coliseum and, and Pac Bell, when I was a little guy at a ball game in, in Oakland at the Coliseum, Ricky playing left field. I played catch with Ricky Henderson in between innings. He threw a ball up to me three times. And then the last time I got to keep the baseball. And that was a fucking massive, massive, massive deal. Massive deal. Right. People in the stands behind me are, I'll never forget that. And I get, I got to tell Ricky that, right. Ricky forgot about that, that inning. Like he, I was one of a thousand kids he's ever played catch with, but I never forgot that. And so I went back up into that section, left field, right where I, right when I got to the big leagues and I was telling people that story, like, this is fucking awesome to me. And then I did the same thing when I got to Pac Bell for the very first time as a player, I went out into the like right center connection where the brick wall and the stands meet, because that's where my coaches, my high school coaches, uh, season tickets were. And just, you know, I didn't have my dad around and I was a fuck up and my high school coach, you know, saw whatever he saw in me. And that was my reward. If I was doing well in school and staying on top of shit, he would take me to the ball game. And I remember a fucking pitcher's duel between Jason Schmidt and uh, Kurt Schilling. Steve Finley made a sick fucking catch, robbed a homer right in front of us. And like, I remember that moment and my coach, like I was standing on the wall the fucking whole game and my coach would like try to get me to come sit down and be like, I'm just going to stand right here. I was fucking, don't touch me. I'm watching this fucking game. And I just remember that game and telling myself like, I will fucking be right fucking here. This is where I am supposed to be. And then I got to the big leagues and we're playing the Giants right before the fucking season starts. And I walked out there full uniform, sat there. And honestly, I fucking, I broke down, man. I broke down and was like, holy shit, this is, wow, this is powerful. That's awesome. I feel like, uh, like Joe, did you ever, I don't know your parents' situation, but did you ever, when you were growing up, have like tickets used as like better do good in school? That Like that's what my parents did with me. It was like, yeah, if you don't do your fucking homework and you don't do this and you don't do that. You don't clean your room. Like we have tickets Friday and you're not going like they would hang <laughs> that over my head. Like it, I feel like that's like a common thing. No, I was always a good boy. That was never <laughs> even can take that off. The, we didn't go enough games to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I was too, too much. Joe's I would never get my P's and Q's. Yeah, yeah. You'd never get my tickets away, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a bad kid. I just didn't fucking care. Like, I cared about what I cared about. That was it. But I cared about baseball. Like, that was it. I did not care about school. Uh, Like, I remember, I remember, like, being with my dad. And, like, I I, I think I, like, I did not do super great in high school. But it's because I didn't give a fuck. And I would have like this notebook and I would write down like different lineups and like I would have like all different like like the rosters and everything. And in like 2003, like I had my dad quiz me on like what the Red Sox starting lineup was. 
and I like read it back to him and he was like, why can't you do that with like math? <laughs> You're like, if, if you, if you, if only you cared about uh, like math as much as you cared about the Red Sox, you'd be like a straight A student. I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't fucking care. Because uh, <laughs> it sucks. That's why. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it's not gonna, well, eventually like statistics would play a great role in my life. <laughs> that's true. But that's the only class that I did well in in college. I, I dropped every other course except for statistics. A. <laughs> hey. And my professor was an umpire. So we got along great. <laughs> I think about that all the time with analytic guys. Like, man, if you just stopped talking about WOBA and got into like <laughs> cancer <or> research, <laughs> anything, man, like, you know, math this well and you're applying it to baseball stats, which I love. Listen. But like, dude, you could make a crypto or some shit. I don't know. You could be a, probably a billionaire. That's true. That is true. If you, uh, if you got into Blue Moon, you'd also be very successful. <laughs> or Blue Moon. I, I, I'm not great at math after I start mooning, folks, but uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Makes yeah. sense to me. Because all this is related because some beers can say that they're brewed for baseball, mm. but only Blue Moon is brewed by baseball. It's in the DNA. Blue Moon was created at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. It's the natural choice for opening day and all season long. And just in time for opening day, Blue Moon is teaming up with another ballpark brand and launching a throwback merch collection with oh. Ebbets Field flannels. Dallas, you got to get yourself some Ebbets Field flannels. I would love an Ebby flanny. Yeah, you look like a flannel guy, too. I'm a flannel guy. Yeah. You gonna, uh, are you guys flying today? You guys traveling? Yep, wheels up, back home. You gonna get have away, some blue moons on the plane? Get away, d- fucking believe that. You kidding me? Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's just like the go-to move, especially after getting a huge dub last woot, night. Woot! With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted with, and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer where you can get something that's one of a kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one of a kind beer experience for the perfect spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful, bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Bring the ballpark to you with Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale. It's a one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for throwback baseball merch with Ebbets Field flannels or get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Um, Did you hear about Bryce Harper? We'll play first base. Guy wants to play first base. You got to let him play first base. (laughs) <laughs> Look, the guy just wants to be available. He mm. just wants to help. We lose the Sacktown Stinger. Mm. I'll go play first. If that means me getting into the lineup a little earlier, and that means that might open up a spot for somebody else who can come and do what I can do, out in the then fucking let's do it. Let's figure out a way to make it happen. Is, does that surprise anybody here? 
No, no, it should it's not. Kind of, would it kind of surprise me if they let him? Why? Well, well I, I just because like you still got to throw if you're a first baseman. Not as much. Yeah. So, uh, Bryce Harper went to the Phillies. This was his idea mm-hmm. uh, earlier this month. It won't change his timeline for returning as a DH, but it might get him back on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, that's from Matt Gelb. So, I mean, you're just like, yeah, you still have to throw the baseball, but not in the same way that a right fielder would be expected to throw the baseball. And well, the one thing you have to concern yourself with, though, is and I'm not saying that offenses are going to go out there and start like trying to attack Bryce Harper and put the ball in his hand and make him have to throw it like that's a that's a whole lot of success that has to happen for you to be able to then put the ball in his hand and force him to have to make a play. I don't know if the evaluation I mean, is he bringing so much more to the table defensively in that position? than somebody else that we have to entertain that? Or do we not have anybody else that is a viable option that can do that, that can play first base for us and just allow Bryce to hit? Yeah. That's that's like, what is the payoff? And is it so much greater having Bryce at first than having somebody else play first base and him just DH? Like, right? That's what we have to be evaluating. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Well, according to the article and the manager, it's a full go. So it seems like this is gonna happen. He's gonna play first base. Who do they got playing it. first who who's playing first base right now? Oh Cody Clemens. Who, I was gonna say who do they got? because uh, isn't fucking they got because they got Jay Hay, but Jay Hay does not play first base. I'm trying to think if we ever had him play first base for us. That's why I thought about that. But according to um, Bay, uh, Fangraphs, it's Cody Clemens. Okay. So I could understand why they might be looking at Bryce Harper then. Uh, Bohm has played some first base. Bohm, yeah. Well, you start moving him around, then then well, now it's what Jay Hay at third, right? That would make the most sense. And he got Schwarber. Remember, he played first base for the Sox. That was, Sosa. That was fun. That was fun. Who the fuck is that? Sosa? Edward yeah. Edward Sosa? Or Edmund yeah, Sosa? Right? Yeah. I don't know Ed, why. Edmundo. Edmundo Sosa. I don't know why. Edmundo Sosa. It seems like if you're a major league team, you don't even think first base is a real position, and you just like we output anyone who cares. Well, they so uh, it's weird with the shift. I've said this like the middle infield, like now these guys, their athleticism. When you were moving guys all around the diamond and had the ability to do so, you needed more athletic guys. So you didn't necessarily have to be a traditional first baseman. If I could move you around and you could get to the ball, great, because I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm basically asking our first baseman these days to play halfway between first and second base at times, right, with the shift. We, we, we've seen that. So the athleticism is necessary, but I don't think it's as necessary as it was even last year. 
So you think the shift actually made first base harder? Yes. And the lack of shifting makes it easier. It brings it back to even. Because if I've got a shift to deal with, not only am I now in a, I I don't want to say foreign position because they're used to it, but I am now in a more unnatural starting spot than a first baseman without the shift. And I've also now got guys around me that I have to play for, meaning I have to be aware of them ranging to their left and right and where I go. So now that I'm started halfway between first and second and a ball to my right as a first baseman, I've got to make a decision on whether or not I'm going to just continue to take this ball away from my second baseman who's positioned in a shift. And now I'm making a very long throw as a first baseman to a moving target, my pitcher who's covering the bag. That all happens in the shift. When there is no shift, traditionally located, the first baseman, ball hit to his right, takes two steps, says the second baseman's going to get that because I've got to get back to the fucking bag. And now you don't need that athlete. I uh, I waited to do this. I didn't want to lead the show with this. Where are you going, Dallas? I'm listening. <laughs> what did he I'm say? Listening. He's he, he's he what? He hears you. He says he's listening. I hear you. I gotta get a charger. Okay. Uh, he's listening. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't want to lead the show with this because I, I don't want to beat it into everyone's brains. I don't. But I could not mention it. I had to talk about it. The Tampa Bay Rays have won again. They have but- won again. They have one more win to go for most consecutive victories to start a season. They are 12-0. The 12-0 Tampa Bay Rays have a four-game lead on the next closest divisional opponent. Taj Bradley. Unbelievable. By the way, the real MVP was not Taj Bradley who is the number one prospect in the Rays system, the number 20 prospect in Major League Baseball, who came out and shoved it up the Red Sox ass, which you can say the Red Sox are a bad team and that's not impressive, but they've got one of the best off, or at least to start the year. They have one of the best offenses in baseball to start the year. So, yes, the, to start the, the year, Sox- well, like the first three innings, we're fucking 12 games into this thing. <laughs> To start to start the year, the Red Sox were fucking unbelievable. These guys were. Bang- to, We've been playing baseball for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. There's still been one of the. That's that doesn't. That's a bad point by you. No, that's I a bad just, point by. I you. just love. I, I love. I love. <laughs> that's a bad all year point. long. The Red Sox have been. The Red Sox. To- <laughs> the Red Sox have have scored the third most runs in Major League Baseball, and that's with three games of the Rays like shutting them down besides last night besides last night but that was not Taj Bradley's issue was not his problem five innings five hits three earned eight strikeouts for the rookie 22 year old rookie 
goes five innings, five hits, three earned, only one walk, eight strikeouts. Um, and the Rays win. By the way, I, I, what I was saying um, uh, about who the MVP of the game was, his mother was in the stands with the scorebook. She was scoring his son's major league debut with the pencil and paper, getting the box score down, which was very cool. Uh, they they cut to her and uh, the Tampa Bay Rays social team put out a couple clips of her uh, going nuts for her son. Um, so very cool. Shout out to Taj and and uh, Mama Bradley. That's a lot Very of pressure cool. coming in with the winning streak on the line. Going for history. Come in first start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're playing the best offense in the league. Yep. You're playing the best offense in the American yeah. League besides your, your own team. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter how many runs he gave up. This team just scores, just hits bombs. Yeah, his team will score more. His team will score more. But the Red Sox, again, you know, I don't want to toot the horn of a team that's not exactly winning a lot of games, but they did. They did score seven runs. That, no, look. Well, you know, as, as of right now, I want to talk to Jake right now. As of right now, you guys are the only team to, talk, to not get beat to by four more runs me, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me talk to Jake right now. Uh, before the series started, I predicted that the Red Sox would split this series with Tampa. And so far, they've lost the first three. But. People were coming at me for this tweet saying, oh, you, you like moral victories? Blah, 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 moral victories. Tell me if this is a moral victories tweet. Spoiler, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's not. Right. But well, I, I said, <laughs> I said, the Red Sox rolled out a spring training lineup tonight and had guys playing out of position, but they ended up scoring seven runs and made it a one run game late. That L hangs on Chris Sale not being able to locate whatsoever. Three straight losses, two of which were winnable games. The series opener, they lost one to nothing. They held the Rays, the best offense in Major League Baseball history. They held them to one run, and they still lost. That's a winnable game. An offense that is the second best in the American League, third best in the big leagues, getting shut out, that's a rare occurrence. So series opener, that was a winnable game. Second one, I'll give to Tampa. Last night's game, that was a winnable game. Chris Sale gives up fucking that Randy Rosarena home run was a dinky. It was in, it was like 355 feet. It, it was barely over the fence. Three run home run in the first inning. And then Sale had another shit inning where he gave up another three uh, earned runs. So Sale goes out there and gives up six. If he's even half decent, then the Red Sox win that game, too. So I'm giving the Red Sox two out of three in this series. <laughs> And then they got a game today. I think you make a good point. If the Red Sox had pitchers, they would be a good team. Yeah. I think the thing is there, we have the, the question coming after that is, will they get good pitchers? <laughs> right now, this seems like that's kind of, kind of a Joey's, hard task. What Joey's getting at, Jared, is he says, you guys could probably be good. The problem is you have to use the players that you have. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's Bobby where he sees, back at shortstop. He sees know? the problem. He needs Why? Yeah. All right, he first said, of all, don't you fucking ever slander Bobby Dahlbeck. Don't wow. you ever do that. Coming out hot against Bobby Dahl specs. Yeah, don't ever. Do you, not. 
You know I ride with Dahlbeck. I just yeah, just, dude. I, you know you I'm disappointed to. in the franchise putting him in a position that you know he's maybe not used to. I want to see him being he, put in a position where he knows he could succeed. Everyone knows that. I mean, the Rays aren't doing that. Him They're making an players. error on like his first opportunity at shortstop was not great for the narrative. No. <laughs> like, I mean, they we did we did a whole two hour podcast hyping him up as the next shortstop of the Boston Red Sox, and then he booted the first ball he got. Which is, is just like a routine grounder up the middle. But is, like, is size not even? Oh, are are we not even having that conversation? What? 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 <laughs> the fact that Bobby Dalvik is fucking six nine and he's not a little fella moving yeah. around. At shortstop. Neither was A Rod. Neither was A Rod. He's the best shortstop to ever live. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was. He was so good, he could fucking run anywhere he wanted across the field. Yeah. That was a dude that could just straight up do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I watched, I watched like one play of the Rays-Red Sox game, and it was the play that Bobby Dahlbeck. I saw him at short, and I was like, oh, it must be like some shift on or something. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> Why do they think have of their a first sh- baseman yeah. playing shortstop? He's it not sounds- a first baseman. He's a third baseman who got moved to first base, and now he's our shortstop. He's a big, big-ass dude. Now he's going to get some reps in the outfield, too. He'll probably, probably hold it down, man. <laughs> probably dominate the outfield he's fast he's he's fast <laughs> he's fast so i think he would be good at the outfield too <laughs> you guys laugh but you your your team's fucking suck too so. well yeah. hey in the last 17 seconds i just watched the red Sox. the depth of their roster fucking triple exponentially just with bobby Dahlbeck. like <laughs> that's crazy so who, who do you have? Well, we, we've got a we've got a guy who plays outfield. We've got a yeah. couple infielders, but we've also got Bobby Dalspecs and mm-hmm. his ability to play first, short, third, any outfield position is really what separates him and our depth from other teams. I get it. I get it now. Is this the Jared Kelnick come out party? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he hit a home run that was the longest in Wrigley Field history under the StatCast era. Would it go 488? There's something think, like that. Like four, No, 482. Are you sure? Yes. I don't give a fuck. The Jared Kelnick party, come out party is here. I'm excited for it. Uh, they've needed this. It's a good thing the Mets won. Yesterday. He needs this. He needs this. He needs this. The Mets, the Mets had a nice little comeback victory against the San Diego Padres, uh, which which probably softens the blow of Jared Kelnick. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, like you're you've moved on, right? Like you, you're not. Oh, like what? if Jared Kelnick becomes, uh, I don't know, a five to six win player at the big league level. Like you're not like Trout is like nine ten win, like you're talking like five to six win player. Like that's still like a very good player. Like you're you, like what leads the league now? Like fucking around like eight, eight and a half, nine win player. Yeah, like what was Judge last year? I think he was around nine, almost. Yeah, I think he got ten, almost maybe. a ten play. Yeah, he's a ten win player. So let's call Jared Kelnick 
a five to six win player. If you're a Mets fan, that doesn't bother you, does it? You, no. you, you've moved on. You've you've gotten you've acquired superstars. You're good. Yeah. Once you got Steve Cohen, that changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that. you're still hung up on Jared Kelnick as a Mets fan, uh, I guess one, I'm not surprised, but two, why? Yeah, because they're Mets fans and they need something to fucking get pissed about. That's exactly. But and yeah. they got uh, Edwin I, Diaz for him, right? I mean, that worked out. I mean, of course, he's injured, but <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> Poor timing. Well, he said yes. he's coming back. He said he feels good that he's pro- that he could pitch this year. The NL East is over. <laughs> he said he can come back this year. He's hinted. He's like, uh, probably I'm going to be throwing this year. <laughs> he's he's dropping hints like Taylor Swift releasing a new album. <laughs> Dude, I mean that comeback will be amazing. Like if se- think about it, it's like September fifteenth. Edwin Diaz, he's warming up in the bullpen. Edwin Diaz comes in to close the last ten out of twelve ball games for the Mets to get them into the postseason. Yeah, dude, those trumpets would be at another a level. They would bump that noise up to twenty. That would might be one of the sickest entrances ever. This is just going to make Mets fans sad, I think. (laughs) I don't think it's going to make them happy at all. (laughs) And coming in to close for your New York Mets, Adam Adovino! (laughs) Imagine, Imagine if Adam Adovino came out to this. He's like, I just like the song. I just like the song. I just want to switch it up, do something new. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great song. It's a great song. I miss it. I miss it. It's a great viral moment. Uh, Dallas, you got to get out of here. I got to go. I'm out. You got you get a bus to catch. Um, appreciate you. We'll, uh, we'll, see you uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'll see you on Monday. Yeah. yeah. See you on Monday. All right. I'm um, the other, the one last thing that I wanted to hit on was, did you see the clip of Blake Snell holding up his pitch com to the, to the dugout camera being like, this thing is terrible. Yeah. So after the game, uh, Blake Snell said uh, he tried to press slider on pitch com for the, for the pitch that he gave up the bomb to Pete Alonzo. And he kept hitting two seamer. And with time running out, Snell figured that he'd rather throw a 2 0 fastball than be assessed a ball. And he said, But I threw it down the middle where he hits home runs. It was really frustrating. <laughs> like, first of all, I like Blake Snell a lot. Good dude. But, uh, but I mean, yes, I, I, like, I can see how. Pitchcom calling for a two-seamer when you want a slider is frustrating. But if you're the one throwing the fastball, the pitchcom does not make you throw it right down the middle to the dude that's hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball over the last four or five years. Yeah, that's not a feature. Not yet. <laughs> that's they're, not a feature. <laughs> they're working on that. Pitchcom locations. Wait, so he was pressing the right button and it was giving him the wrong pitch? 
It's that's what it sounds like. Blake Snell said he tried to press slider on pitch comp for Alonzo's home run. He kept hitting two seamer. So it sounds like he was pressing the wrong button. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he was pressing slider and it was calling two seamer. It's it it reads to me like he wanted to throw a slider, but he pressed two seamer. So he, it was on him for not knowing the correct button. And then it was on him for choosing to throw the fastball instead of taking the ball. And then it was on him for throwing the fastball right down the middle to the the dude that wins the home run derby every year. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to blame Pitchcom on that. And I was yeah. on his side because I am like Pitchcom. It's necessary now with the pitch clock, but it is fucking annoying. And that shit breaks every game. Like that thing is constantly breaking. But when you're it pressing is. the wrong button. Yeah. And then you throw it right down the middle. Listen, I would be pissed too. But you can't really blame Pitchcom for that. It would be hard to blame. <laughs> so Pitchcom this year, how many home runs does Pitchcom have? That's one. That's at least one. That's one Pitchcom home run. Mm-hmm. We got to keep track of that. Because I don't think Alonzo should get credit for that home run, personally. I agree. I, well, I don't think that the earned run should belong to Blake Snell. It goes to Pitchcom. Oh, yeah. Because Pitchcom made him throw it right down the middle. Hey, man, I'd be pissed too, but the, I don't know if you could blame Pitchcom. But did you see Shohei with the get busted for Pitchcom? The umpire tried to yeah, take wh- out Shohei. They were, they were crazy. trying to do an armpit check on Shohei Otani. Yeah, because you first imagine of all, it's after like, all the hype that, that Shohei got from the World Baseball Classic. First of all, he is unequivocally the face of Major League Baseball, but he's also the face of the sport globally. And then imagine if Shohei risked all of that to have some sort of sticky substance under his armpit of all places. The thing is, like, I'm pretty sure Shohei is using something like every other pitcher in the league. And I'm sure if you watch, I'm pretty sure he goes to his belt like constantly, like uh, every other pitcher. They do this constantly. And umpires aren't dumb because if I can see it, they could see it. But it's like, but if he goes, but if he's getting it from his armpit, then I got to say something because that's obvious. Like the, the enforcement makes no sense at all because. These guys are constantly going to their belt. That's probably the main one. Like Shohei's going to his belt all the time. I don't think he's using spider what tech, but it's something. Pick up his pants. He, he could. Just I think Shohei his pants. Listen, man, the Angels are are a good organization. We give them shit. I'm pretty sure they have belts that fit Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's not the case. I'm not. I don't want to be the guy. Accusing Shohei Otani of cheating, but I am. You he's definitely cheating. don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you think you think that he's using a little something something sticky? I I guarantee he is, man. Like I don't. I think I think most pitchers are still using like shit, like not spider tech. They're using you know the same stuff they've been using for years. Umpires know this. They're not being jerks about it. They're letting it slide. But as soon as someone if maybe you want to use it, but it's in your armpit, then that's a problem. If you go to your belt every time, they won't say anything. But if you go to your armpit, it is. It's a problem. 
Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. But Shohei don't cheat. He's not about that life. Never has been. He um, does. He cheats. You think so? Which I approve of. It's not really cheating if it's just like a little bit of, you know? Guy needs a grip. Yeah. He's throwing a ball 300 miles per hour. He's got the his country on his back, the game on his back. Let him get a little grip. He needs he a grip, but I need, I need Comcast Xfinity. Who doesn't? Because, Joe, listen, dude. There's so much basketball to watch right now. It is actually crazy. And like a ball with a funky spin, <laughs> it can be hard. Like, again, it can be hard to get a handle on it all. It's just perfect segue. Now you can stay on top of all the madness with Xfinity 10G Network. With Xfinity 10G, you can power an entire house full of devices with ultra-low lag so you and everyone you know can stream every single game at the same time and never miss a shot. And if you're on the go, Xfinity will still be right there with the assist with millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash 10G. Um, we got any final thoughts? Uh, I don't really have any final thoughts. I haven't looked at the upcom- upcoming series. I've, I mean, it's going to be cool to see the Rays. How far are the Rays off from the uh, record? They need to win two more? One more to tie. One more to tie. Two more to yep. win. The Red Sox tonight. Do you know who they play after the Red Sox? Um, I think it's a legit team for the first time this year. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. Unfortunately, they it's go in to Toronto, Toronto, though. I would, yeah, I would love to see the Rays like just be record at home, and the, the Trop is back, and everyone's like, "Look at the Trop! They we got him so much shit!" Like, uh, you were watching the games in Boston. What was like? I the fans like was it like pretty good comparatively speaking to what to like what the rays usually are like the crowds yeah they they get like 12,000 <laughs> like last night i would say <laughs> Last night was they uh, like you could like the fans were kind of going like all the way around a little bit. <laughs> That's the depressing, dude. It's not. I mean, it's it's definitely not. Uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not what you want for a no, team that's man. undefeated because to start the it's year. just. It's disappointing because this is a very like historic moment. This should be I way more hyped up than it is. I think like the hype surrounding in Tampa Bay itself is probably hurting that. I mean, I watched the Dodgers fucking Giants last night. The Giants are, you know, they're not, they don't have high hopes this year. They had a shit season last year and they're not doing well, but it was like electric sold out crowd. Obviously they're playing the Dodgers, but in April, you know, you got a team that's one win away from tying a record. Best Mm -hmm. team in the world. They have a better record than the Braves. That's like, undoable and you got the lower the lower bowls like people of course <laughs> 12k 12k strong 
All right. I actually, I got to run because I have an appointment at 1030 and I just looked at the map and it's going to take me about 50 minutes to get there. So, <laughs> uh, all right. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend of baseball. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Hope you're enjoying the three episodes a week. Uh, and we will see you on Monday morning. Ooh, yeah.